thrilly mysteries and conspiracies. Hello, my name is Stephanie. And I'm Samantha. And today our episode is the first one. How do you feel about that? I feel very, very excited. <laughs> okay, well, the episode's name is Sleepy Lagoon 1942, and today we'll be... We- <laughs> I got tongue-tied there. Today we will be covering a mystery. What kind of mystery is it, Samantha? This is a murder mystery that we'll be talking about today. I'm excited. Did I already mention it was Sleepy Lagoon 1942? Yes, you have. You don't need to talk like that. <laughs> We're not on TV or anything. Okay, it's okay, it's okay. Okay, um, so, uh, Samantha, why don't you go ahead and start? You know, give me some background information. Okay, so first and foremost, let's go ahead and start off with how this murder came to be, essentially. Um, so it all started with zoot suits. So zoot suits are exactly how they sound. How do you spell it? Um, Z O O T and suits. S U I T S. Yeah. Zoot suits. Zoot suits. I've never heard of that term. What are they? Wait, what are they? Um, so essentially, they're they're suits, and they consist of long baggy suits. pants, along with a long like coat, and like a white shirt, and. Usually the men would an, have an oversized like traje. Yeah, an oversized uh suit and tie without the tie or with yes. the tie. No, sometimes with the tie, sometimes without the tie. They wanted to look. They were baggy. <laughs> yes, and I'll explain why they were baggy more in a second. Okay. So uh, they would along along with the baggy pants, they would also wear like this watch chain that was super super long that went like probably below the knee. Like a pocket watch. Like a pocket watch. And they would wear, um, like, nice dress shoes. So, um, those are what zoot suits are. And they were invented around the 1930s, and they became also Is it like a gang? whenever it went out. Is it like a gang? I'll get to that in a bit. Okay. People, well, actually, I'll get to it now. People <laughs> associated the zoot suits to be a gang, but they were just people who wanted to dress nicely, and those times, they were really, really expensive. Like, if you see them now, they're worth, like, a hundred something, uh, around a hundred dollars. Back then, they were... The suits? Yes. Back then, during their time, since they didn't get a lot of money because it was between uh, World War Two, they did not get a lot of money from their work so it would be really expensive to them so the people who had the suits had to take care of them and yeah. and, and those kinds of things preserve it yes preserve it so then we go to the name of pachucos that were also associated with the zoot suits and i know it sounds weird it sounds like food <laughs> it sounds like, like in mexico food. like in the morning and grandpa would bring us pachucos <laughs> those were the best <laughs> yeah so, um, that name was associated also with the zoot suitors, which were the people who wore the suits, and it would also be associated with the women who were known as pachucas, and... Why did they have that name? It sounds really, like, South... Mexican, South American, like, why? Because the people who would wear these suits were Mexican-American. Oh, Okay. And, well, most of them would be a mix of Mexican-American or sometimes even white people would wear them because they would hang out with their friends who were Mexican-Americans and they thought it was cool. 
And the Zoopsus actually originated from um, pop, like, jazz culture. So it all started from jazz culture and, like, the from the swing of jazz in the, and, like, the color and the movement. And when you think of it, it's so colorful and sometimes the Zoopsus would be in different colors. And um, I can hear the saxophone. Yeah, and it would just be, uh, it would just, it just originated from that. That was a terrible saxophone, by the way. Yes, it was. <laughs> and so, um, as time kept going, and, oh, you made me skip what Pachucas meant from that question. <laughs> so, Pachucas were pretty much the women who hang out, mostly the girlfriends of the Zoot Suiters, and they would wear masculine clothing so like the broad um pack shoulders with the suit and um they would dress up as men basic oh basically um like nowadays if we were to dress up with the tie or like some similar to men something like that and also they would wear uh you could say tight skirts but also that... Like pencil skirts? Oh, my bad. No. They would wear loose skirts. Because oh, those yeah. were also loose as well. But they would like have they would wear them above the knee. And that would... That was scandalous. Yeah, that was very scandalous during that time. And so, the reason why the suits and the dresses and the, what the people had to wear were so baggy was because whenever they would go to, like, parties and stuff... They would always dance to, like, fast-moving jazz music. Oh, and, like, if you were wearing tight clothes, you it would, would be get, uncomfortable. Yeah, you would get, like, rashes. Yes. And so it would be Rosado. easier... <laughs> it would be easier for them to move along with, like, to do difficult movements, like, throwing... Well, not throwing the girl. <laughs> but, like... Whoa. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched... What is it? Hairspray? Those movements that they do? Like the fast ones where they like... That's not a good Yeah. Song. No, but I know Greece. what you're talking. Grease. Grease. Yeah, Grease. Whenever they would throw the girl on top of their shoulder and they would like spin her around and stuff like yeah. that. That Those are like the type of movements that they would do but with like jazz music. And so now that I have... Wait, first off, do you have any questions about that? I'm not sure if you understood all of <laughs> Okay, so you're telling me that the Zoot Suits were also called Pachucos, and the... Well, the Zoot Suiters, the not zoot the Zoot suiters. Suits itself. Oh, yeah, because this is a suit. The Suits weren't called Pachucos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Suits were called... The Suits... The suits had nothing to do with it, but the people, the Mexican Americans, were called suit suits if they wore the baggy suits. Suit suiters. Zoot suiters. Okay, okay. And they were also called pachucos, and the girls were called pachucas. pachucas. Okay, that's yeah. yeah. I, I understood. Okay. So next up on our list would be pretty much um, from the background the conflict between the navy and the zoot suiters. So we. I wouldn't say we really don't know much, but the main concept was that. The reason that they did not like each other was because of race. That's been a problem for a long time, as you can see now. We're in the, what, 1930s? Yes, we're in the 1930s. And it's and still happening right now. Oh so, um, We're all eggs on the inside. <laughs> it's like so, that one meme where you crack open a white egg and a brown egg, and there, there's still an no, egg in there. Same. Whatever. And so when we 
move to the mid-1930s, and still along the 1930s, there was conflicts between the Navy and the Zoot Suiters because mostly of race, but also because during this time there was World War II, and they would um, not like the Zoot Suiters because they were the people from the Navy and along other people in the community were trying to save the material to to give it to the Navy people so that it can help them with whatever they needed. The, and the Navy was saving material to give to the Navy people? No, the 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 community. Uh, to give to the community? No. Or the community, the community was saving. Was sa- like trying to um, use their material wisely and the stuff that they didn't need, they would give it to the people in the Navy and the Army and things like that. Okay. So... People found it very, like, disrespectful and didn't like it that the people who had zoot suits would wear them during this time because it wasted so much material because they were so baggy. So they were jealous because they had, like, the Gucci and stuff of I that time. I wouldn't say jealous. It was just... They were upset because it's, it's like the people that get upset because of plastic straws. Yeah. You're, you know, killing water water life you're killing you know our our animals and our wildlife and whatever yeah so and they're like you're wasting you're wasting our telas you're wasting our um how you say material yes material so mainly what the conflicts consisted of was that they would get into brawls anywhere where they would meet up and the funny thing about this was that whenever a police officer came by and saw them fighting or arguing or anything, they would arrest a zoot suitor, but they you would always what? take the Navy person back to their base. Oh, hold up. I just finished watching, um, oh, what was it called? I just finished watching West Side Story the other day, and this, what you're telling me reminds me of that. So there's like two gangs, and there's the sharks and the jets, and the police always tells the the uh, the sharks, which are the Puerto Ricans, to scram, and that reminds me of what you're saying. The police arrest the zoot suits. Yeah, so they would always arrest them, and they they would be like, quote unquote, cleaning up the streets and what other people would see it as, because of that, because they didn't want them roaming around the streets. They saw them as a bad influence in going to dances and the women. Uh, the Pachucas, uh, like, having revealing clothing, and they just found it very... Sexy knees. Yeah, sexy knees. <laughs> and they just found it really, like, really, really disrespectful because of that. Wow. Talk about eggs. <laughs> okay, so, um, when are we going to get into this murder? Well, first we have to explain who was murdered. Okay. So... The person who we'll be talking about today was named, or is named, <laughs> was, because um, he died, was named Jose Galardo Diaz. So you might be wondering, who is he? Yes, I am wondering, because I've, I've never heard of that name ever in my life. So, Jose Diaz was born December 9, 1919. He was, he was parents were Teodol, and I'm sorry I'm butchering these names, and Panfila Galardo <laughs> Diaz. 
I shouldn't be laughing, but <laughs> pan pila. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pan, pan pila. No, because when dad says pan chui, pan pila. Like when he's joking around. Okay, never mind, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> and um, he was born in a, the small town of Durang- Durango. 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 Yes, you are. Right? Um, in Mexico. So, once he was like... A bit older or a bit more grown up. How old do you say? Like around? I would probably say around three or four, but I could be wrong. When I was researching this, I really didn't see how old he was. There wasn't enough research. There wasn't enough research. Um, But um, his parents joined the refugees fleeing north for a better life so like when Mexicans come to the United States for a quote unquote better life and then it doesn't happen anyway <laughs> so tortilla they, curtain all they over went, again um, fleeing to the north with a bunch of refugees for a better life also for their kids and in 1928 they find the family finally settled um, out of the city of Los Angeles um, and the home was isolated and rap- and it was rapidly changing, like, during the time that they were there. So it was changing really, really fast. What do you mean changing? So, like, the environment that they were in and the people would go in or out or... Like, the people were moving a lot? Well, not or like... so much the people, but just the, the, the environment that they were in. Oh. And, fun fact, he, lets, he left school at the grade... Of a, the eighth grade. So he dropped out and he dropped out. He dropped out from middle school. He dropped out from middle school and started working at Sunny Sally's packing plant with his siblings. Which that sounds like a scary place. And um, to support his family because during that time it was really hard to get jobs, especially for refugees, and so and Mexican Americans. And so he would um. Any money that he would collect, he would always give it back to his family to for support and stuff like that. So it's not like he didn't drop out without a purpose. He went to work. Yeah, he did it for after. his family. So, a few years later, when he was around a teen or so, he started joining other Mexican-Americans of his age, and he started enjoying jazz music. And that's when he got into the culture of the Zoot Suits. He started wearing suit suits? Yes, that too. So I'm getting to that. He started wearing the zoot suits, which consisted for him with like a white shirt with baggy pants and the, the suit as well. The, the shoulder, shoulder pads. pads and things like that. And um, he would only wear that for attending weekend events. So like if they were important or if he had to dress nice for it, he would wear them. But other than that, he would just wear something casual, but still hang out with his, yeah. like his friends and stuff. Yeah. So now he's at the age of twenty-two in nineteen forty-two, and that's where Ooh, our story Sleepy Lagoon. Will start. So at the age of twenty-two years old, nineteen forty-two, he joined the U.S. Army for World War Two, and that was really interesting because even though he wasn't from the United States, he still wanted to fight for his adopted country. Yeah, the country. And that gave so, him a, and I quote, better life. And, and I quote, better life. And that was, re- that was really interesting to me because a lot of the Mexican-Americans, from what I've heard and from what I've read, were not treated 
good fairly or fairly whenever in the army because it was mainly white people discrimination there was a lot there was a bit of discrimination on there but they did have like certain um privileges for being in the army and things like that yeah yeah um so yes and another fun fact is the week before he left to join the army his mother went his mother went to him told him to dress up nicely and send him so he can go take pictures and that was the first time that he ever took a picture like a formal pretty picture were you able to see the picture up on the wall um i was not i cannot it's find not it. like on google I'm not sure. Why don't we check while we talk about something else? They went to go. You, know, you know what I think of getting your picture done. I think of like um, the the wedding like the wedding pictures like the one that we have in the living room of mom and dad or like the quinceanera ones that like the one mom has in her yeah. living room in Roma. Yeah, those fancy pictures or the ones that we took when we were little. Uh, where do we take them? Uh, um. Well, these pictures mainly, well, from the pictures that I've seen of him, it's only like a, like if you would have taken a school picture. Oh, look at that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> they look like antennas. They they do, but that... Um, uh, that was when he was 22? 22. 22 and about yes. to go to the army. And about to go to the army. So they just took like, like a regular, like... If you saw a school picture, that's pretty much what the picture would look yeah, like. Yeah, like a, a school ID or yeah, government like ID, ID picture. ID stuff like that. But the parents just wanted to have it to remember their son. In case something happened in, in the military. Happened, which was probably the next day. Oh, wow. Um, then the mom acted fast. She was like, something's going to happen to my son. Let me take a picture. So that's who Jose Galardo Diaz is. And now we're going to get into... The murder. I didn't want to say it like that. Because I wanted to. It reminds oh. me of a YouTuber and I just like wanted to say that. Oh. <laughs> alright, alright. Okay. Alright, 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 alright. Okay, the murder. Okay, so. Where did it happen? On the street. Open for anyone to see? Well, it was in the dark, first off. But first, oh. let me get to what uh, actually No street happened. lights or anything? No street lights. Makes sense. Well, I no. would imagine not to you, but there was probably a few, but they were away from <laughs> When you think party. about, like, the 1930s and 40s, and even when I think about, like, the 1960s and 70s, I'm like, that was a long time ago. Everything was, like, black and white. They didn't, they didn't have technology or street lights. And then you watch documentaries and stuff like that, and they were like, no, no. They do have that. I feel like if it, the, the kids that were born in, like, I don't know, 2012 or whatever were like, when y'all were, like, 2000, 2001, did y'all have TV or was everything in black and white? <laughs> that's how I feel they see it because that's how I see it for, like, the 19-somethings, and that wasn't even the case. Alrighty. So, first, let me tell you some things that were probably, well, not probably, but that were going on for Jose during this time. So, at the beginning, they were invited to a friend's party or people that they know. So, their daughter was, I believe it was their daughter. Uh, it was her birthday and they invited her over and he was like, okay, I guess I'll go because I'm about to leave tomorrow. The next day, he was supposed to, to go the military. to the military. Yeah. 
And so, before going, he told his mother that he felt strange and that he had a weird feeling of going because he felt that something wasn't going to go right. Wait, you're telling me that he felt strange and he wanted to go because he felt something wasn't going to go right? No, he didn't want to go because he felt that something wasn't going to go right, but he went because he he didn't want to be disrespectful. You know, maybe he should have followed his gut feeling. I, I don't know. Okay. And <laughs> so and this is this is this is really interesting to me too. I'm sorry I keep repeating this, but it it is really interesting because he rarely drank. So he wasn't much of a drinker, but that night he decided, you know what? What the heck? This is he was like I have day. this bad feeling in my gut and I'm probably going to die, but I'm just going to drink cuz I I never drink and tomorrow I'm going to the military, so I'm going to die anyways. That's probably what he was thinking. That was that was really interesting to me finding out that he wasn't a drinker and then he drank and later on will will did he um, get like woozy like boozy woozy like no like really like really, really drunk yeah like he was really really drunk and I'll explain those numbers later and so he got drunk he left the party but he was seen. Leaving the party with two guys. Can't you believe that? Two guys. And there was only two witnesses that witnessed him leaving with two guys. The two guys. The two guys were the two witnesses. Plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) That's a theory in its own. So, um, uh, Jose was seen leaving with two people. These two people's names were Luis Cito Vargas. Luisito. Luisito Vargas and Andrew Flores. That says so Forrest. Forrest. I can't read my own hand. And I'll get later on to that on why that is interesting because... The fact that he drank or the two people that dragged him out while he was like... The two people that... Well, they didn't drag him out. He was just seen left leaving with them. So who knows was he if conscious? they like, dragged him out. I'm not sure, but from the amount of... Excessive drinking. Excessive drinking that he drank. I would imagine that he wasn't. And he wasn't in his right state of mind because of it. Yeah. And so. Theory goes. Or what they say it is. Is that. He was enough distance away. From the party. And enough distance away from his house. And they murdered him like right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle between those two. Where nobody could see no so, street lights. No street. Well, who knows? There were probably a few street lights, but probably. they were probably weren't good quality because of where they lived and how the police viewed the Mexican American community and things like that. So they wouldn't fix anything. They were like they're poor anyways. Yeah, they would say they're poor anyways. So they have it that. I'll get into the theories later, but for now, I just want to go into what exactly happened and what his injuries were. So... The autopsy report. (laughs) Autopsy report. But it wasn't really an autopsy. No, because they could have found more details and they didn't... It's because they... Look... The, the autopsies that people do now are more detailed, obviously, because they can they can check they for... They have the technology. It. Back then, they probably didn't even have a lot of technology for it. That, and also, they they had one way of detecting, like, the power point of impact where the head would hit or where the fractures would start and things like that, but because it do you was know so how to, severe... Do you know what it is? 
Um, it's here somewhere. <laughs> In my note cards. It's here somewhere. Okay, so. I'm probably going to have to go into theories for this because it's a lot. Well, no, not really not, for, the, not for the autopsy okay, report. So for the autopsy, what went on was that... For sure, for sure, for sure, it was a lengthy and brutal beating. Okay? So he got beat up until he died. Or was That's it a partially correct? Okay, was it like a just like a brutal murder? Well it was very brutal. Good thing no body parts were cut off, but we're getting there. So he had a three-inch fracture running from his left eye back to the top of his left Ugh. ear. So that's kind of scary to think about it. And um, to put that in context, it's kind of like the damage that a boxer would get over multiple rounds of getting beat up by someone stronger than them. You, was it? Uh, I don't even want to imagine it. Just yeah, like, look. kind of scary. I'm touching the corner of my eye to, like, my left ear. Like, the top of my left ear. All of this was fractured? Yes. Ugh. So, and now we go back to... He had two stab wounds. He had... On his left side. He had a stab wound on his left side. This, that's your right. Left side. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, it was on his left side, and one, I believe, was on his chest. Around his chest area. Like where the heart was, where the lungs were. I would think where the lungs were, because he would have trouble breathing later on because of the amount of blood that he lost, and he died. He went to the hospital, he was there for like 30 minutes, and an hour later he died. So he couldn't help with anything. Oh, ew, you're... He was still alive when they found him? When they found him, he was face down on the, like, the concrete floor, and he was barely breathing. Oh, he died a slow and painful death. And, okay, so next we would go that he was stabbed, and from my reading, it's like he was stabbed with an ice pick. So he was stabbed with the ice pick two times. Where... Would you find someone with an ice pick? In their pants. In their pants? <laughs> because. The, no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> In their pants. <laughs> the reason I would say this is because whenever the. That will, will go on later on because of. This will be more into the aftermath of it, but whenever the Navy and the Zoot Suiters would argue, look, fight and argue, they. There would be reports. They would pull out ice picks from their pants? No. There would be reports that they would um, they would hide stuff in their pants. because The zoot suits hide stuff in their pants. Well, yeah, because if the Navy people people? went to them, and then the zoot suits had to defend themselves, so they would hide, like, clubs in their... their, (laughs) Not... They would hide hockey picks. Hockey picks. Hockey sticks. No, like, like, like bats or stuff like that. Baseball bats? Yeah. How baggy? I'll Google it later. They, they were I'll really Google baggy. it later. So the two people that Jose Diaz was last seen with were both zoot suits? I'm not sure about that, but the, I, I would believe so because that's mainly the people who would be at that party. 
Okay, keep going. I have a theory, but let's wait. Okay, um, the autopsy also showed that, um, that he was beating with fists and... He was punched. Yeah, he was punched <laughs> in the face. Um, he had, like, a, he had a swollen lip and he was Ugh. struck on the head by, like, an assistant. So, like, someone had to hold him down and the other person would have to, like, strike him in the head. With, like, whatever, something that they had on their hand or something But, like, like what did he do? Except go to a party when he had a gut feeling that he shouldn't have went. Interesting thing. Whenever they found him laying, they found his pockets turned inside out. And. Robbed? It was probably a burglary. It was probably. No, it was mugged. robbery. Yes, he got it mugged. Was ro- he got mugged because either. No, it was at the party or sometime during the day. That was his last day of work. So that was his last day that he got paid. At the sunny place? Yeah, at the place where he would pack vegetables. Yeah, the stuff. sunny something. So that sounded that creepy. That was the last day that he got paid. And so he probably didn't have a chance to give the money to his mom because so many things were going on. Or he probably forgot he had it in his pocket. Those people probably would know that he would work there and that today was his last day and that he was going to get paid. So they were trying to find extra cash. Or something like they that. They could have robbed the place that the party was, you know, if it had, like, a pub or something. They could have okay. been like, give me your money. Here's the thing. So, they can calculate the point of impact by the hemorrhage ink, if I'm pronouncing that right. Let me see. Um, Hemorrhag- Hemorrhaging. Something like that. But it's like, from, they can calculate the point of impact from, like, where it started. But to where it ended and how much blood. How much, yeah, but it was so beaten up that they couldn't even calculate that. So that's oh. how like bad it was. That's so sad. That's that's how bad it was, and um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of like brutal and stuff. Those are his injuries. Was what about like um his blood or or anything after he was pronounced dead. R.A.P. What do you mean? Like, did they find... Were they able to do any blood analysis? Or oh, was yes. it, like, not... In his bloodstream, they found... Okay, so he was drinking heavily at the party. Okay. And uh, his alcohol blood count was 0.12 to 0.15 during the autopsy several hours later. And that's pretty high. So he drank a lot or someone spiked his drink if he wasn't intending to drink a lot. He drank 12 12 packs. Yeah, that's like a lot to go through. So he had um he had um like he had swollen cheeks, stabbed, swollen knuckles, he had a broken finger. He had cerebral, cerebral confusion. Confu- brain damage. Yeah, brain damage and that's why they couldn't calculate the point of impact. And so... Oh, they beat this guy to the pulp. Yes. So, um, one of the things is that whenever you're drunk, you have no idea what you're doing. So, if He could have provoked something if he was that drunk. One thing would be that if he did have the money in his pocket, he probably flashed it to them being like... I'm rich and you're not. And put it probably back in his pocket and then that's when they got angry because like when you're drunk and 
I don't know if this is true, but I would imagine if you're drunk, you have no idea what you're doing, you have no control over your body, it's just good doing movements by itself, and you're not in the right state of mind, so he probably thought, I'm tougher than whoever did this to me. I got more moolah. Yeah, and he, he would be the one who provoked it, but you can never be so sure because... Is that one of the theories? Yeah, that actually is one of the theories, so... um. So, one of the evidence that he, that suggests that it could be mugging was because the murder was approximately from 12.40 to 1.10 a.m. And what are you doing up that early in the morning? True. And that would be enough time for two men to turn on either their friend or their acquaintance and, um, well, it would be enough time to turn on him, beat him up, and then have time to escape without anyone seeing them. So one of the that's thirty minutes. One of the other things is that some say that the Thirty Eight Street gang members arrived and saw who are the Thirty Eight Street gang members? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's um a gang from Thirty Eight Street. Thirty Eight Street. Well, no they're mind. not a gang. They're just a group of friends, but they call it a gang. Well, other a people gang. Uh, other people call them a gang, but they're just a group of friends that are from Thirty Eight Street. A gang. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. So, those are them. But it, one of them is that the two girls that were riding up to the party saw this body laying there and ran up to the, ran up to Jose Diaz and was trying to help him while the others called the police and the ambulance and things like that. Another thing would be that whenever his mom was coming home that she saw him there and Ooh. things like that. So, we don't know if it was the... The girls We don't know if it was the girls or the mom or family members or friends. We don't Or the same guys that beat him. Or the same guys that beat him. That's so messed up. And this is very interesting. Those two guys that were with him the last time that he was seen were never interrogated. Why? Who knows? They they were never asked any questions. That is poor police work. But th- that's the thing. They didn't like the Mexican-Americans. The only reason why the police got into that case was to clean the streets of the Mexican-Americans. They were so like, they just, got, they could They got Mexican-Americans, so they got up. over 600 Mexican-Americans in jail because of this case. Most of them were from the 38th Street gang. And most of the people who got worse consequences were from that gang. Anyways, there's another theory involving who might be the killer, but we'll go to that in a bit. Also, oh my! So all those things happen. So one of the theories is that he was mugged, and the second theory is very interesting. You ready to hear it? Shoot your shot! Shoot your shot! <laughs> so the second theory, which is very interesting to me, because there is an actual little article that talks about this as well, is that. Um, Lorena's brother, so Lorena was a, I believe a girlfriend from one of the, um, 38th Street gangs, or from one of the Zoot Suiters. Yeah. And, um, the theory is that her brother was the one who murdered Jose Diaz. So. Why? So, she, she didn't speak out until she died and she told her children, so yeah, my brother killed this person and then she died. 
I feel no. I should not have laughed. She, um, my brother, so, my brother killed Jose Galardo Diaz. Oh, well, not like die, died, but like he was her like one of those the, were her like, last words. No, like during her last days, she told her children, and then like a few days later, she passed away. Why? Because she had cancer. No, I. Okay, she was old. That's not what I'm asking. Why I'm asking why she decided to keep it until the end. If that's what happened, because. Her brother got into a lot of trouble throughout his life, and she loved her brother very much, and she didn't want him to get in trouble. So he was one of the persons who were also interrogated. He cooperated, and he didn't say anything that the police would find suspicious, even though the police weren't really looking for anything. They were just arresting people without yeah. any evidence. Yeah, it just sounds like the police were... You know what? I actually have a theory now. Can I say it? Can I finish my first? Yes. Okay, so, and then... So, that was the theory, and so whenever it was her turn, because she was a part of the girls who, of the girlfriends who got rounded up because of the, the men, and a lot of the women decided not to speak out about it, or not to talk about it. Because they were going to get thrown in jail? Well, they got sent to an institution where it helped them, get, like, get better, stuff like that. Better? Well, they, they got sent somewhere else for a few years and so so um okay so and then um louis repeatedly confessed of leaving the party they and and they disrupted the the they disrupted the party so the party that was going on yeah him and his group of friends were like oh let's from the 38 gang no he's not from the oh who's louis Louis a random person. I don't know who he is. Why are you asking me these questions? Because you said Louis and I was like, wait, what? Louis is Lorena's brother. That's all I needed okay, to know. Okay, Louis is Lorena's brother. And, so, and he wasn't at the party? Or he crashed it? He, he was crashed, crashed the it. party because he was mad at some people who were there for personal reasons. And so... Seems um, legit. He reportedly confessed leaving the party. They disrupted... Then they saw a boy and jumped him. So he confessed to that. But what the police did wrong is they didn't go into, like, who the boy was and stuff like that, you know? Or, yeah, like, who did you jump? You're telling me you jumped somebody. I don't know. Investigate more into the thing instead of just locking up Mexican-Americans. So he he talked, but he didn't get put in jail. The girls what? didn't talk, and they got put He confessed to beating someone up for money, and they were like, oh yeah, you're not a threat to the community at all. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, th- that was the second theory. There's not really much to it. It's, it, um, it just says in the article that she, when she was close to passing away, that she got all her children, and she confessed to them about it, and, like... We really don't know much more about that. Okay. You can say your theory. Okay, my theory. Okay. Here's my theory, because from what I'm hearing is that the police just wanted to throw people in jail, right? And the police really didn't care. So my theory is that uh, somehow that there was a connection, I don't know, maybe between, you're telling me that the Navy people didn't like the suit suits, right? The Navy didn't like the suit suits. The Navy probably... um, had like i don't know maybe one or two suit suit friends but um you know when you're friends with somebody that you don't like but it's 
you know, it's just to keep like a straight face or I don't you know, I don't know. My theory is that those navies men got the uh, the two people that Jose was last seen with to take him out and that the navy probably were the one that beat him up for some odd reason that I don't even know why they would choose him. Or maybe it's because he wanted to fight for America, his adopted country, and go to the military and they were upset that he didn't choose the Navy. I don't know. And that um, the police didn't... um, The police didn't care because the police would probably in on it too. And the police was like, yeah, go ahead and beat this kid up and we'll blame it on all of the... Uh, Mexican-Americans, and then we'll throw all of the Mexican-Americans in jail and clean up our streets. You know, this kid loses his life, and we lose all of the Mexican-Americans out here because we put him in the bote, we put him in jail, and our streets will be clean. That's my theory. It's a very wacky theory, and I have no evidence whatsoever because why would the Navy be talking to Zoot Zoots and have Zoot Zoot friends if they were gang rival not gangs but they hated each other but like the police was probably in on it think about it the police wanted to put everyone in jail that's a very interesting theory but <laughs> i was reaching I, would... I was reaching i put on my tinfoil hat <laughs> one thing i would like to uh probably not disagree but um just elaborate more on it he was um he was going to the navy i know i said i said maybe the the then oh he was going to the navy yes. maybe the navy people didn't want him to join the navy they were like we don't want this mexican-american here let's kill him but did they already have other mexican-americans in maybe there? they have some something going on i don't know it's That's, a theory it's a very interesting theory in the it's because you said it's because you said military at first That's why i got confused wasn't it kind of the same thing no oh well i'm sorry no he was joining the navy so, that's the murder. Those are the theories. And now, we move on to the trial. Dun, dun, dun. The conviction. <laughs> so, for a lot of people, they just got thrown in jail. For no apparent for no reason. reason. You're breathing, throw you in jail. You look angry, so, throw you in jail. I mean, actually, what happened was that the mistake that they made, but the, the, the police and the people who were convicting didn't care. Was that they put all the young boys in a room and they knew that they were innocent, so they didn't know what to do. They would be playing around with each other while everyone else was looking at them and they would be like, oh no, they're bad. And I'm sorry for being a teenager. And things like that because the, teen- the teenagers didn't know what to do. They knew that they were innocent. And, um,. The, the the thing also is that the people who were put to, um, the, the people that were put to, like, be lawyers for them, some of them were, were noobs, some of them knew a little bit, some of them knew a lot. Experienced. They didn't work well with each other. They would always argue with each other instead of helping each other, so that didn't help the case either. The Mexican-Americans that were being that had these lawyers were they the ones that got the lawyers or did the police department give them the lawyers because if the police department gave them the lawyers then it makes sense that 
they were not working together and noobs I'm and whatever. I'm not sure about that, but I know that there's some boys who did get their personal lawyers, and the other ones, I just think they were assigned to They're like, I don't know what the heck is going on, I'm innocent. Yeah, so in the jury court, they were poking, joking, and playing around, because they didn't know what to do. Yeah, they, they were, bored. they probably, you know what, they probably didn't even know somebody was dead. Yeah, they, they got bored, and they were not well behaved, and the jury kept seeing them, and were saying uh, they, they were saying like oh, look, look at them playing around and, they yeah they were look at them playing around and that one's poking that one he's guilty yeah, I don't know and they were they were convicted by race there was no eyewitnesses that witnessed the murder there was no murder weapon that was ever poor police work yeah and um for the for the boys who were there yeah. They were not allowed to change. For some boys, they were not allowed to change their clothes. They were not allowed to change their hair. They don't have freedom of showering. Um. But, but, um. They were, like, let me, let me ask you this question and answer honestly. Okay, honestly, I will answer. How can you convict someone without any evidence? You can't. You need eyewitness reports or you need to look at their past criminal records and see if they did anything or if they were you know i don't know and if you think that they're guilty you know talk to people that are friends with them talk to their parents talk to people that they worked with and try to get as much information as you can look into body language look into um behavioral issues you know um look into their um i don't know psychological interviews or whatever you know you can't you can't convict someone if you don't have the evidence and you can't you know what but a lot of police do this because i've seen so many interviews and stuff like that where they're like no i have evidence that you did it and they don't and that is so messed up it that is one of my pet peeves poor police work yeah so they convicted the 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 young men because of their inappropriate behavior because so they were because, because they were they were they convicted the young men for being teenagers and playing around with each yeah, other yeah pretty much and because they were mexican americans yes so the, racist so pretty much the trials were would um some evidence that showed up was that Jose Diaz and the 38th Street Gang were never at the same place at the same time. So, there's no evidence because of that at all. And also, that... Also, that um, some at- attorneys were bad and didn't work together and they still convicted innocent kids. And the system of justice was a total like failure because they didn't it wasn't fair because of everything so in the trial they ignored evidence they ignored jose diaz which was the main purpose he was the reason of the trial and they were like oh (laughs) r.i.p and it was about him and they were like ignoring like they had their eyes focused on the fact that you know i want to get as many mexican americans as i can in jail because they're making the streets dirty and i don't care that this guy died and blah 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 
That is so messed up. Yeah, they they ignored the timeline, they ignored the investigation, and they didn't interview the two people that were with Jose Diaz the last time that he was alive. I'm gonna say it one last time. Poor police work. So, yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't really good, especially since the police. I would say that also they were being racist as well. Oh, definitely. I could. You didn't even have to say they were being racist. I heard it. So, there was different sentence ranges. There was, like, worse, medium, and okay. Light sentence ranges to worse sentence, uh, sentence ranges. Yeah. So, the worst sentence range was life in prison. And there is a lot of testimonies from other people, but we don't have time to get into that today. But if you would like to look them up, you can just look up testimonies from the trial of 1942. And Sleepy Lagoon. Sleepy Lagoon. Or Jose Gallardo Diaz. Yes. And so there were two people who got life in prison. I don't have their names right now. And it wasn't the people that he was last seen with. Yeah, it was two It was two people from that the 38th so Street Gang. And... The medium, I guess, in the middle would be work work camps that they would send them to go work, and the ju and the oh, no. juvenile detention facilities, and that would be based on age. So depending on how old you are, was depending on which facility you would be taken to. And some boys got cases separately because uh they had, um. They had their personal lawyers that they got, yeah. and they were in. Uh, they would sometimes let go, and they had light sentences. So the short term, um, the short term things were that the activists said that was not a fair trial because it wasn't. It wasn't even a trial. They were just convicting people without any evidence. Yeah, they were like fair. you. You spit on the ground, jail. Yeah, and they wanted the sen- the sentences reversed. And two years later, um, the the youth got out of prison. Everyone who was convicted got out of the convictment Good. because of that. But they lost their youth in there. Yeah. Because it's two years is a long time, and especially for the people. And who two spend, years, like, someone the, can grow up. Yes. So um, they they produced um really bad habits like being addicted to heroin and and drugs and stuff like that. And one of the... You would think correctional centers and jails and stuff like that would keep them away from that. But they but don't. But they don't. And one of, the, one of the people who were accused... And he was accused as a leader of the 38th Street Gang. His name was Henry Lavas. And unfortunately, at a young age... Uh, if I believe so, it was still in his teens, like 18 or 19. He died of a heroin overdose. That's so sad. And that's and that's really sad. But in my head, all I'm asking is, at what cost? Like, did this all have to happen? And it all happened. They were all they were wrongly convicted. Yeah, they were discriminated against. They were all wrongly convicted. They were, they uh, there was obviously this issue about race and poor police work. Like, it, it's annoying. So that was really sad, and a lot of the the people who got released, they still had a bit of problems, and they really couldn't get their life back to how it was because of these convictions. So sad. Yeah, it's you know it's so hard to look for a job after they're like, oh, on your criminal record, you got convicted, and then you're yeah. like, I was innocent. 
no it's as you got convicted so it was it was really wrong and the sadly the case never got solved Be- because they weren't even looking at the case yeah, they, they were just even you know what case. that's so messed up you know what justice for jose galardo diaz this cold case doesn't have enough information to be reopened but it should you know he deserves justice yeah because we never know what happened and we'll never know that's why all these theories keep popping up but it's at least good to know at least some theories that are going on and we just need to remember that there are also it's it's just not him it's a lot of other people who 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 passed away and and their cl- their cases have been closed and it's just really sad because then you see like you start to question did the police do enough was there something that probably involved the police or was it because the police didn't care about it enough like in this case the police just wanted to clean up the streets out of the zoo suitors because they didn't they didn't want them on the streets anymore it wasn't based off of Jose Gallardo Diaz or the fact that he was brutally murdered. Or that. It was based off of It Mexican was discrimination, Americans. yeah. And this all leads to the Zutsu riots, which happened for just a few days until um, the, I, I would say, like, the state decided to um, get the Navy away from the 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 state so that there wouldn't be any more problems and things started to go a little bit more smoothly but there were still a bit of problems going on whenever the riots would happen they would get the zoo suitors and strip them off their clothes and burn them in front of them and make them look humiliated and you know what that's so messed up you you know what's funny they're complaining about the suit suitors using too much fabric fabric you know, too much material, but they're the ones that are burning it. Yeah, so it's just really sad, and it's really something to think about over over this time. So that's that's it. This is that's Sleepy Lagoon, nineteen forty-two. Sleepy Lagoon, nineteen forty-two. We hope you guys enjoyed this first episode, and there are many more to come soon. <laughs> yeah, so. We just hope you guys liked it, and if you can comment, go ahead and give us some feedback. Uh, I know there were a lot of ums and ifs and you knows on my part, oohs and ahs, but um, we're getting used to this. I'm not very much a public speaker. Um, Me neither, but together, hopefully, we can start growing, especially through this and and through this podcast, we can try to improve our communication, and especially to you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys stay for all the other episodes, and hopefully you found this very interesting. And if you can comment, if you have anything that you would like us to, any theories or any mysteries you would like us to talk about, please comment as well if you can. Please, because when you Google underrated conspiracy theories you get a bunch of stuff that you know you already seen and uh, we're looking for new fresh content something that's never been talked about before but yes again thank you and bye-bye until next time until next time